Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp, a well-deserved vacation. He'll be back next week. There's Scott Robbins. Yes. Okay, so yesterday we got the GDP numbers. It's a recession. Yes. Two down quarters in a row. It's a recession. Uh, but then the White House is saying, well, no, nah, that's not really a recession. Oh, no. it, it takes into a lot of different types of information. Just because you've always called it that doesn't mean it's so, and they're redefining things. Okay. You know, I keep seeing the reprint of George Orwell's 1984, where that is actually referenced in the book. They'll change the vocabulary. Y- yes. Good Lord, man. Yes. So you're wondering, okay, uh, most people see through this. What about legacy media? Uh, and a, a lot of legacy media is out there trying to defend the White House, saying, well, they do have a point to what they're saying here. Yeah. There's a lot. And what about job growth? Okay. When Jake Tapper at CNN is not buying it, you might have a problem. Because it seemed yesterday, and I'll let you hear it and you can decide, Jake has Gene Sperling on. He's a Biden economic advisor. And Jake starts this way. Biden today pushing back on suggestions that the U.S. economy is in a recession right now. Generally, traditionally, a recession is understood to be two successive quarters of negative economic growth. uh, And that is what we're in. I understand that you will tell me that that's not the official definition, but doesn't this semantic debate risk making the White House seamless if you're in denial and and out of touch with Americans who are really struggling out there? Okay. Great question, Jake. Yes. Finally. Hello. Okay. Before I even heard it, I was thinking, what's the talking point been from the White House when you hear Corrine Jean-Pierre and the others? The president understands people are hurting. Sure. Okay. He does. And sure enough, the payoff was right there from Mean Gene. Not not at all, Jake. I mean, let's acknowledge that every single family is the world's leading expert on how they themselves are doing. And we totally appreciate the degree that so many Americans feel pinched and Mm. squeezed uh, by the higher prices at the gas pump. Uh, Even with gas prices down, uh, you know, 75 cents now, uh, uh, you know, squeezed at the grocery line by the impacts of global inflation on the U.S. We feel that. We're not denying that. Yeah, I mean, those little people, you, they got to go out there and get groceries and stuff like that. I mean, the elite like us, I mean, we recognize it, okay? Um, But we got green energy to invest in, all right? We don't want to start, you know, producing energy ourselves again and lowering prices, okay? So we're going to do this Inflation Reduction Act where more than half of it you know, over $350 billion is for green energy. But anyway, go ahead. I do think it is also responsible to give people a balanced view mm. of the state of the economy. And I'll offer you one fact, which is in the history of our country, only last year, only in 2021, has there ever been greater job growth in the first six months of a year than there were this year. Okay, so there. No. No, job no, growth. no, no, no. Okay, I know people are going backwards. The average person has lost, what, close to Mm $4,000? 
So you have, well, two working parents. That really adds up. Yeah. But hey, job growth, huh? See, look at that number. Well, a lot That's of them good. went back to work finally after yeah. their money ran out. Uh, number one. Number two, they went back to work, and they'll mention higher wages, too. They always do that. Um, but if it's 9% inflation and you got a 3% raise, net loss. doesn't take a genius to figure that one out. But, you know, I think the president, as they've said before, and he understands where people are coming from, and it's hurt, especially coming from his blue-collar background. Oh, yeah, that uh, yeah, Lunch Pail Joe stuff comes out again. Yeah. So later on, Biden is talking. Oh we'll go to this gosh. clip, okay, and my takeaway, and I could be wrong because I don't know exactly what he's trying to say. What, what comes off to me is he's saying, hey, the government gave you a bunch of money, okay? What are you griping about? Well, stick around and hear the whole clip because at the end of it is when he brings it home. Okay. And again, we'll try to make yeah. sense of this together. Oh, you, well, you, okay, it's, yeah. a, it's only a minute and a half of your life. Josetta Stone, get him out. Here this we go. This is the leader of the free world. Yep. One of the things that I find is yeah. I, I, I look at and I take it very seriously, mm. the, the, the confidence level of the American people in the economy, and they're so down and they're looking. There's reason to be down, but I, I started thinking about it. And Brian and you and I talked about it just a little bit. You know, the first year we were able to, with the, uh, with the rescue plan, we were able to send them a check for eight grand. Hmm. What? I mean, a check. One and beyond that, by the way, there's more than that. But with your make, if you're making 120 grand and you get a check for eight grand, that's a lot of money. Okay, so let me get this straight so far. Listen, uh, I understand. All right this negative opinion that people have but yeah i get it right you're going backwards that sort of thing but you know when we started this thing i we did this for you okay that's eight grand you're making 120 grand what if you're not making 120 grand who got eight grand who got eight grand i don't know anybody who got eight grand do you i, I don't know anyone who got eight thousand dollars from the federal government no one what is he talking about you must have forgot. Forgot what? I know. I would remember if I got eight grand back from the government because hey, I think it's a mistake of some kind. Yes. Nobody that, got eight grand. Who got eight grand? Here. And so it helped save a lot of people in terms of getting thrown out of their homes and uh, yeah. and, and, and rental housing and a whole range of things. But I started thinking about it just as, a, you know, somebody who's raised a middle class kid. One year... Even though you didn't have the job you have now, even though you didn't get a raise that year, the difference between having a job, having a 5% raise or whatever, 3, 5, 7, whatever it happens to be, in the face of inflation, uh -huh. price of the pump, although that's down every day oh, so gosh. far. Okay. But, you know, it's like, whoa, I feel worse off. But then again, I didn't get a check for eight grand from the government. They just, among other things. Okay, so you, maybe you lost your job or you didn't get the raise, whatever. Gave you eight grand. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I didn't get eight grand. I want my eight grand. Just not appreciating what you have. That's the way I take it. Does that make any sense no, to anybody? No, it doesn't. Anybody, or is it just me? No, it's just you because it doesn't make any sense, period. I don't even know what that meant, <laughs> that meandering... <laughs> 
circular. I don't. I have no idea what the hell he was even talking. What was the three and five percent? And then you, if you don't have a job, you, but if you, but had, I gave you eight grand. But I gave you, you lost grand. your job and get vaccinated too while you're at it. You people, golly. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy, that guy is leading this country. Correct. That's the best we can do. That guy right there. No mean tweets. Holy That's cow. what we got. I mean, it's mind-numbing. Meanwhile, we have the situation at the border that continues every single day. I mean, we know this, right? Yeah. Uh, the update yesterday was that Muriel Bowser, the D.C. mayor, yeah. saying, I need some help from the federal government. I need help from the National Guard because Texas is busing these illegals into my city. And we love them. We, we, I'm not even going to call them illegals. We want them here because I've always said so. But now, we're responsible for them. That's right. We careful can't have it. Careful what you advocate for. Oh my goodness! What? Somebody help us here. We can't do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which then you have the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, saying, "Are you serious? You're. Are you realizing now this is a crisis? I guess so." Um, which is pretty funny to me. And then Chip Roy, congressman on Tucker Carlson last night, had a message to the D.C. mayor. Here in the mayor of Washington, D.C., which is where I'm sitting right now, complaining about 4,000 people on 200 buses that Governor Abbott has sent to Washington, D.C. since April, running to the Pentagon saying, oh, my gosh, we need the National Guard. Oh, well, you know what? Cry me a frickin' river, right? You know, welcome to the party, pal. Down in Texas, today in the border, we're going to have about 7,000 people crossing the border across the entire southwest border and about half of that in Texas. Almost twice as much as what Bowser is saying. We can't we can't take all these people. In That's one, in one day, one day. Yeah. in Texas. Cry me a river about the, I don't know, 50 bodies in a mobile morgue in Brooks County, Texas, where Sheriff Benny Martinez is having to deal with dead migrants all over the ranches. Talk to the families that are, you know, concerned about the people packing pistols, like this guy, this illegal immigrant on a ranch that I just got this picture about an hour ago from the county attorney in Kinney County, Texas. That's what we're dealing with every day. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really something different when it affects you, huh? Look, man, everybody who advocates for goofy stuff should have to live with the consequences of what they advocate. Yes. The problem is they don't. The liberal elitists in their gated communities are the ones that don't want to defund the police. They're all in on it. I mean, they're the ones that want the lawless to just go into jail and uh, bo- and not even bond out, just, just leave and promise to come back at a later date, which, of course, they don't do. But let them go. Let them come into your community and live. Let them pitch tents in your community, in your backyard. <laughs> let them poop on your sidewalk for a couple of days. I think your mind will change. But, again, you don't care. You don't care about that. It doesn't concern you because it's not there every day. Well, if it's Kalamazoo, Michigan, as we've learned this week, that's no longer illegal there. Well, is it, is it legal in San Francisco? Because if, if so, they're certainly breaking the law every day. Speaking of San Francisco, San yeah. Francisco in the news because that town is calling for a state of emergency because of surging monkeypox. Although we've also learned this week we got to change the name of monkeypox because it's apparently racist. So, last night on Tucker Carlson's show, he had an idea. Oh, I love this idea. We'll, we'll rename it. Yep. So, he asked for people to participate. They got a bunch of names. They narrowed it down to four uh, to choose from. So, the finalists for the new name for monkeypox are, in order, one, Hunter Hives, two, Midterm Variant, 
three Adam Schiffelis, or four our favorite Schlong COVID. <laughs> so what's your favorite? Head over to our Twitter page right now and make your voice heard. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Schlong, Schlong COVID. Because I'm watching that. <laughs> <laughs> My wife walked in the room and said, that sounds like something you guys would do. It does, kind of, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty funny that you would actually say that. And then by the end of the show, they revealed the name, as if you saw the end of the show last night. There was no ballot harvesting. You can trust our counting. And the new name for monkeypox is now officially, and we're declaring it, Schlong COVID. <laughs> that won our audience election with about 40% of the vote. So let Rochelle Walensky at the CDC know her number is 1-800-232-232. <laughs> 4636. Wait for the prompt on monkey pox and make your voice heard because it's still a democracy. That's right. I was laughing out loud watching that. <laughs> that was great. Uh, oh, big lottery this weekend. Why do lottery winners go broke? This is fascinating. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Joe Reinagle celebrating 100 years of service. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp will be back next week. There's Scott Robbins. Uh -huh. the, the confidence level of the American people in the economy, and they're so down, and they're looking. There's reason to be down, but I, I started thinking about it. He started thinking this about is, that's it. That's when the problem started. <laughs> yes. Yep. We were able to send them a check for eight grand. I mean, a check. Check. Hmm. Well, 1,400 individual stimulus. There were... Well, there were the temporary annual child tax credits. Uh, but see, you got money. What are you griping about? I didn't get any money. I don't know anybody who got eight grand. I don't know anybody who got eight grand. Does that make any sense to anybody, or is it just me? No, it's just you. Well, it does make sense why there's a lot of employers that can't find employees. Because so many people are like, ah, I've got money. I, get, I don't want to do that job. I get sent these polls all the time to take. I guess because we have this show. Really? So somebody sent me one from, or it was sent to me by Save America JFC. I don't know what that is. Take our one-question poll. Here's the question. Okay. Are you mad at Joe Biden? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm mad at Joe Biden. I like that. I like the way you phrase it. Are you mad at Joe Biden? <laughs> Gosh, man. Not do you hate his policies. Not do you think it's a train wreck. Are you no. mad at him? Yeah. I don't see these polls that you speak of. Yeah, I get them every once in a while. I'll just get a bunch of them get sent to me because I'm on all these email lists and stuff. So Okay. Anyway. Well, you know, a lot of people talking about money. And, of yes. course, every news outlet has to cover it. Mega Millions, worth more than a billion dollars. insane, man. Saw a story at Fox, and it was like a tutorial. What you should do if you win. Do you want to hear it? Sure. One, keep the ticket safe. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't know this, but State Farm making several copies of the winning ticket and then putting the original in a safe or bank deposit box. It makes sense. Yeah. Two, protect your privacy. You got to be prepared to change your contact information, 
your phone number, set up a P.O. box, because, as you would imagine, they say you even though you think a lot of people will come out of the word work, you'll still be surprised at how many people suddenly want to get in touch with you. Wow. And then get professional advice. You need a team of financial experts. ASAP. Who do you trust in that instance? Accountant, financial advisor, yeah. lawyer. Yeah. All of a sudden, you, I can see it. There's a little bit of exasperation, and you haven't even won anything, Scott. No, not a thing. And then don't make any big decisions. Big purchase, lifestyle change. They said that's why so many winners go broke. And so then I saw this other piece talking about why lottery winners go broke. Did you know lottery winners are more likely to declare bankruptcy within three to five years than the average person? Isn't that something? I mean, well, I mean, I hate to stereotype here, but I would imagine a lot of people who frequently play and play a lot aren't very good with their money. Well, just to that's part of it. I'll throw out there. Yeah, Th that's part of it. Yeah. They talked to an economist in this story. Um, writes for U.S. News and World Report. Said studies have found that instead of getting people out of financial trouble, winning the lottery got people into more trouble because bankruptcy rates soared for lottery winners. Wow. Okay. Um, and then it's the story of different people that wish they'd never would have played. You hear this all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think anytime I bring this up, you, Scott, or David, if he's here, like, I'll take my chances. Yeah, I'll roll the dice on that one. Um, Jack Whitaker won $315 million in West Virginia, said, I wish that we had torn the ticket up. It, man, there's all sorts of tragedy in that family. And he said, I don't like myself. I don't like the hard heart that I've got. I don't like what I've become. And a financial consultant said he was the last person I would have prototyped to go completely crazy, but he did. No question it was become uh, because of the lottery. People struggle with suicide, depression, divorce. It's the curse of the lottery. <laughs> and a lot of times it's winners not being able to say no to friends and family who want some of that cash. And it's the pressure. Even people that didn't go bankrupt are saying, I've lost a lot of friends and people close to me, like family members, because everybody wanted a handout. But I know you're going to play. Good luck. I've already got a hard heart. I'm going to play. <laughs> News update straight ahead. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Nora O'Donnell from CBS News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to my hometown of San Antonio and South Texas. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. The millennial, a well-deserved vacation. Yes, indeed. Glad he's enjoying his time. There's a sexy boomer right there, Scott Robbins. Yes. Um, man, thinking about our friends in Kentucky and in Vegas. Oof. The flooding going on. Did you see it down the strip? It's crazy. I know. Yeah, parking lots, Wild, casinos, man. the whole strip. Yeah. Flooded. Yeah. In Kentucky, you have loss of life, widespread. Just a terrible time. I saw this in the New York Post. Every week, they do the week in Whoppers. Like eye roll type stories. Like, right. are you kidding? Mm -hmm. um, they start with Kamala Harris and the gas price gaslighting. Oh. 
and somehow I missed the tweet from earlier this week. Um, Kamala said gas prices have now dropped 69 cents per gallon over the last six weeks. Right. This drop in gas prices is the fastest in over a decade. We will continue to fight to lower costs for the American people. And, well, the New York Post said a lot of what you've said before, and many people have. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your whopping 69-cent drop pales in comparison to the $2.65-cent spike in gas prices. Yeah, I don't know what we're supposed to do. Send thank you (laughs) notes to Joe? Since Joe took office. Hey, by the way, I mean, Kamala, you and your ilk who were like, you can't blame the president for the high gas prices, are certainly doing an end zone dance now. So the president brought it down 65 cents a gallon? Wait a minute. How is that possible? He doesn't have any control over that. You lectured us on that for months. They do this all the time. Yes. You know. Kamala also making headlines this week for her pronouns at the beginning of a meeting, making sure everyone knew exactly what they were. Oh, gosh. How embarrassing. Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. She's... Then there was a New York Times column piece... uh, Titled, Why Can't We Have Nice Things? Question mark. Racism. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, the writer was Bryce Covert, blaming racism for opposition to new welfare programs. Hmm. Saying nice things. The Post, you know, points out, if trapping people in lives of dependency is a nice thing. Mm-hmm. You don't want that for anybody. What it does to somebody. No. Do you think these people have ever studied that? Ever? No. Don't care. Since minorities disproportionately benefit from government aid, she reasons, anyone who opposes such aid must be racist. That's right. Mm -hmm. The point is, can't you disagree with the wisdom of a program without being labeled racist? No. Not against the current left. No, you can't. No. No. Um, Also... Holy smokes, I missed this too. The Washington Post had a piece. Someone gave our daughter a white doll. How do we um disappear it? I'm showing it to you right now. That was How do we disappear it? Yeah, make it go away. Why? Because it's a white doll? Yes. We don't want a white doll. And so people have said, "What if you wrote about a disappearing black baby doll or brown baby doll oh then what would the reaction be hmm it would be more than shoulder shrugging guarantee you that the difference yeah by the way not that i care a whole lot it's a bit of an eye roll for me Mm -hmm. the congressional baseball game was last night yeah of course you think about steve scalise when this happens now because at the practice five years ago he was shot by the crazed lunatic Mm -hmm. the bernie bro bernie bro um so I always think of him, and I'm glad that, you know, you can get out there and play some ball. But you had climate activists out there protesting. Several were arrested. They mm-hmm. wanted to shut the entire thing down. Yeah. Um, we saw some of it on our news monitor yesterday. There were warm-ups going on yep. while we were on the air. Mm-hmm. Why do these people do this? Uh, they don't play baseball. They don't appear to have ever played baseball. Isn't that embarrassing, the way some of these people throw? Yes. Why do they do it? Because it's tradition and you just do it? You just got to do it, I guess. But you think, I don't, not, I mean, a lot of them are 100 years old, so I don't think they played. I think these were like the young guns out there playing this one. 
Did you see Democratic Rep. Linda Sanchez from oh, California? Sure. Yeah, classy as always. Uh-huh. Very classy. Yes, indeed. N- pure class that she showed yesterday by flipping the bird to the Republican bench. Yeah, she jog- jogged by. Yeah. What are you doing? Well. Why? Who knows? Because I thought the whole point was to come together, and this is fun, and then she flips him off as she runs by. Yeah. Classy. Class act all the way around. It did take her quite a while to run past the dugout, too, by the way. She's, yeah, she's... Not exactly a speed demon. She's girthy. I I didn't say anything about her size. I'm just saying she's not fast. No, she's not, but she's carrying a lot of weight. But you wanted to point that point out. Why did you want to point that? uh, You were talking about how slow she was. That's one thing. wanted to point out the reasoning behind that. Yeah. When you got a refrigerator on your back, you (laughs) tend to be a little slower. But she had no problem with the reflexes of the middle finger going up. By the way, the Republicans won 10 nothing. Actually, they didn't. I thought they did. No. What was the score? Well, the score was 10 nothing, but the Republicans (laughs) didn't win. Democrats won? Yes, we're redefining what winning means. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, I'm like, wait a minute. Everything I read was ten nothing. And if you have zero, that's actually a better thing. We just want to redefine it. Flipping the bird to the opposing team is worth six runs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, got it. (laughs) Jeez. Speaking of Congress people, okay, so we know that Biden and the Democrats want this Inflation Reduction Act to get out there, which is. I suppose, build back better light with all the green energy crap in it. Yep. Over $350 billion. Yep. And so there's something that's making the rounds again. And this was from actually last November when Nancy Pelosi was talking about build back better and trying to get the votes together at that time. Because there's a lot in this bill that was in that bill. Okay. Uh, Play a clip. And some people may not remember this. It is absolutely nonsensical. Like, we play clips of Biden saying, I don't know how we can keep going like this. Mm -hmm. And we've had different clips of Pelosi over time. You're always wondering, is she just naturally that way? Did she have a little drinky poo? What's going on? But I want to play you a little clip. And then someone put it to some dark mood music, which brings it out even better. Oh. But the original clip, you know. We're, you know, we're, this shouldn't take long to get. The other thing that we're getting are we're sending stuff over to the Senate. Well, it's, most of the product that we've done is, except now we, we may have added in the last day or so. Okay. Can you make out what she's saying? It's like every other word? No. Okay. It's kind of like a aged porky pig kind of thing. Ebita, ebita. <laughs> I always think, every time she talks like that, all I hear is, what we've got here is failure to communicate. All I hear is, ebita, abita. Okay. Someone put this dark mood music oh, to Oh, I it. want to hear this, yeah. So, it's all still the original Nancy Pelosi statement, just with the mood stuff. We're sending stuff over to the Senate. Well, most of the product that we've done is, except now what we, we may have added in the last day or so, and some of what we added is Senate to the bill, like a hearing. Bernie doesn't like hearing. 
Excuse me. Bernie loves hearing. Manchin doesn't want hearing the Bill Melissa. Um, All right, do you like the original or with the mood music? Better. Scott? It's... I, I mean, I can't understand either way. I don't understand what she's saying, with or without the music. I guess the music adds to the tenor of this is like from the nether region. <laughs> right. Right? I mean... Well, I'll just play it without the movie. Like you can then. see the hellscape behind you. Yeah. You're still trying to figure out what she's saying. Exactly. Bernie doesn't like hearing. Okay. Excuse me. Bernie loves hearing. Manchin doesn't want hearing in the Bill and Melissa. Um so some is Senate oriented, and then we had the family medical need. We figured if they're putting things in, then we can put something in, if, even if Manchin doesn't like it. So, um, uh, so we are getting some. This is the I, natural pause. Bert. I feel like we just left the nursing home, yeah. and the kids are talking to you, saying, "I can't understand what Grandma's saying." Right. What What was she saying? And again, this is this is old school McGurkin. Because the words, you understand, if you took singularly put the words on the page, yes, you could read the word and comprehend the word, but you cobble this together, and it doesn't make any sense at all. So what you're saying I don't is, know what she's talking about. Your classic definition of McGurkin is political speak. Yeah. it's it's Which again, is sort of what Kamala Harris does all the time, because you know what word she's saying. Right. This is just more of a 1940s version of McGurkin. With someone that is 115 years together. old, got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, bird and privilege. What? what I think, I think mostly we're getting privilege scrub because privilege drug is deadly to a bill. Bird ball is important, it's you have to take it out. All right, let's what does just it mean? review the last bird, 10 seconds. Bird, yes, bird and and then there's. Well, the scrub. Bird, bird and scrub? I think, I think mostly we're getting privilege scrub. Privilege scrub. Because privilege drug is deadly to a bill. Birdable is important. It's, Birdable? You have to take it out. But I don't know. Birdable. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Privilege scrub. Birdable. Okay, technical term. Are you looking it up, privilege scrub? I, yeah. Course. Is it slang for something? Uh, people think it's gibberish. It is gibberish. Um, go ahead. Privilege violation can take you out. So, so we're again getting that as we go along as well. But when we pass a bill, then they will f see it in its aggregate and make. Uh, some. Any concerns that any of this is quote, messaging because th that they have to take some of those things out regardless, no matter what you send over? You said you weren't going to send a, a messaging bill. No, no, we're not sending a messaging bill, but we um, want to be sure that what we send is not birdable or bird bath or privilege scrub. They're the two um, Exercises. <laughs> yes. Bird bath or privilege scrub. Right. It's a peculiar peculiar process. Bird bathing? D yes. It's Senate scrubbing. Knowing as the B Y R D bath. Bird bath. Yes. Parliamentary procedure. Okay. All it was right. named after Robert Bird. Okay. That's where it came from. Bird bathing. Yes. Exercises we're engaged. Bathing exercises we're engaged in, and um, 
for getting good response. There's no bad answer. Yeah, and people are like, what, what are we talking about? Can you relate to people? And again, this current bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, doesn't do anything to reduce inflation. No. <laughs> that's the most frustrating part of the whole thing. But that's what's out there right now. The Nancy Pelosi birdbath. Yes, that's what it is. Stop, we've had enough. Can't do it anymore. That is enough. Ticket prices out of control. What does it mean? Straight ahead. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Aaron Katursky, ABC News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to San Antonio and South Texas. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp off this week, back next week. There's Scott Robbins. You know, we were just playing an old clip of Nancy Pelosi. She's going to be taking this trip. She's going to be visiting Japan, other parts of Asia, and possibly Taiwan. Mm-hmm. If you've heard about that, China not happy. No. You can't recognize Taiwan as its own independent country. Well, they're rattling some sabers now. Well, apparently. Play with fire, hear, Scarecrow. You're going to get burned. As President Biden and President Xi spoke yesterday, the word was Xi said, hey, you're playing with fire here. Yeah, I sure did. Those who play with fire get burned. That's what he said. Be a shame if Pelosi happened to visit Taiwan. Like, that's the red line. Better not do it. Pelosi hasn't said whether or not she's still going to go there. Plans are she's going to go, and she's going to have a lot of military that are going to be providing cover. Okay, what does that mean when you say that? Well, this is, isn't this some sort of peace mission or some sort of nonsense? I mean, isn't that the purpose of this? But she planted back in April. Yeah, to to go there and mend fences or reaffirm our commitments or also whatever. said it's important for us to show support for Taiwan. Yeah, well. And Xi Jinping is saying you don't play with fire. Just like something like this to drag us into another some sort of confrontation. So you're against her going? Yes. You are. Because I don't want her representing my country. (laughs) It's just because it's her. Yes. Okay, let's say it's a Republican. It's Marco. It's Rubio. Take any any person in Congress. Well, I mean, I guess you got to weigh the risk-reward here, don't you? What's the reward? What's the risk? I mean, if the risk is you're going to piss off China enough for them to lob a few missiles into Taiwan or start some sort of skirmish, I mean, at the same time, you don't want to kowtow to those guys either. So which is it? Okay, Rubio can go. She, Nancy's got to stay. <laughs> Listen, I think you know I'm no fan of Nancy Pelosi. No. But when Xi Jinping says those who play with fire will perish by it. No, you don't get to dictate that. Well, he does, though. <laughs> no. He does get to dictate. He did. Oh, no, we're still going then. Okay, well, that, and, that, and that's fine. You want to take that stance, that's fine. Yeah, because, you know, but I don't if want... it is Rubio or some Republican, 
what we're just going to say, oh, we shouldn't do that. And, the, and then in that case, and the left and all of the media is saying, we shouldn't even do this. Why is he going? Of course, it's all flipped right now because it's Pelosi. But you don't think she's going to say something stupid? Well, of course she is. And invite trouble? Well, yeah. And I don't think she knows what she's saying a good part of the time. She doesn't. Um, Paul going to go with her? Don't know about that. I don't want to leave him home alone. That's a problem. money to be made? That guy's home alone. Bad things happen. By the way, other controversy out there on a lighter note. Hershey Chocolate says it won't be able to meet Halloween demand this year. Can't get the supply. Oh, no. Now, that's something you actually care about, isn't it? Yeah. yeah that's what I figured. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out back on Monday. There's Scott Robbins. Everything's great. Economy's rolling. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's good. It's real good. No recession. No. They used to call this a recession. Please. Okay. We've reimagined it. Uh, It's different now. A lot of factors involved. That's what we're hearing from the White House. Um, And they're going to be working on the Inflation Reduction Act. Forget that it's over $350 billion to green energy stuff. We need to defund the economists. <laughs> Forget all that. Yeah, that's right. Okay, everything's great. Mm-hmm. All right? It's like so many things with this current administration going fantastic. Okay. Well, what about the crisis at the southern border? There are people pouring through every day. Right? And now we have the mayor of D.C., Muriel Bowser, asking for help. From the National Guard. Yeah, how about that? Because Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, said, we can't take all these people. Hey, you want this stuff, you leaders in D.C. That's right. We're going to bus people there. Yep. You want them, you can have them. Okay, you figure out what to do. Well, now there's frustration. What? And sometimes D.C. will ship people to New York. And Eric Adams, the mayor there, is like, what's going on? We (laughs) We don't have the resources. Yeah, it sucks when you advocate for something, and when it comes to you, which it inevitably will, and then you're all uh, upset and twisted up and got him in a knot, man. I don't care, Eric. I don't care, Muriel. I don't care what you think. Because bad. the talking points before were, hey, your fair share. Pitch in. We want to help people, even if they're here illegally. We want to fund them to fight the federal government on this. That's right. We're going to do everything possible. That's but right. then you started sending people here. Well, we didn't want that. Well, then that's racism, isn't it? Peter Ducey asked Karine Jean-Pierre. Oh, gosh. White House press secretary. Hey, what about this, by the way? Because I think he was exasperated talking about the economy. You know, one thing after another. On a different topic. 
the D.C. mayor sent the White House a letter asking for National Guard help with migrants that have been bused here from Texas and Arizona. Is the president going to approve that request for the National Guard? So, as uh, to your question on the National Guard, I refer you to the Department of Defense. They will have uh, that answer for you. Uh, we have been in regular touch with Mayor Bowser and her team. Uh, and I said this before. I said this last week about Republicans using migrants uh, as a political tool, uh, and that is shameful, and that is just wrong. Jeez. Oh, you were using them as a political tool. Right. Shut up. You should have the resources. That's right. They don't have any more resources in Texas. Arizona. What are they supposed to do? There is a process in place for managing migrants at the border. This is not it, what they're doing currently. Uh, that, that includes expelling migrants as required by court order under Title 42, uh, transferring them to ICE custody, or placing them in the care of local NGOs as they await further pro pro uh, processing. Again, so what Republicans oh are doing, gosh. the way that they're meddling in the process, meddling. and using uh, migrants as a political pawn is just wrong. Yeah. Unlike us, who are using migrants for a political pawn to get votes, to garner devoted loyalty for the rest of their lives. Well, and there's an update on this in a second. But Ducey's not quite satisfied there. So he pushes a little. So the White House's preference would be for small towns in Texas and Arizona to have to take care of these migrants rather than a large metropolitan city. That is city not what like I said. Washington, that is not what I said. That is what that, you said. No, you said not, that I said that there is. Migrants. Yeah, they are. They're sending migrants to big cities on purpose, so okay. using them as a political ploy. So if they don't go to big cities, where should they there's go? There's a process. I just there's laid a, it out. There's, there's a, process. a process. And they come to a big city, and now that, that the is, mayor says she needs the National Guard. That's so, because that's because. Republicans are using, they're using migrants who are coming here. See, why don't you just say what you want to say? Well, this is what she wants to say. Say what it really is. Well, no, we don't want them bust here. We want to decide where we're going to fly them in the middle of the night so no one knows about it. Then we just dump them in towns where there's not going to be a lot of news coming out of there. We kind of keep it quiet. We're building up a voting block for crying out loud. Now, you Texas people figure out how to educate them, clothe them, house them, employ them. Yes. We don't want to deal with it. In Arizona. Any these, state where but, you got people coming in, you figure it out. I mean, make no mistake. These are the people that live in the, in the castles and in the houses. They're gated communities that advocate for this sort of thing, never thinking that they themselves may be asked to house some of them. In my opinion, take them right and put them in the backyards of all those people, tents and all, and just let them do whatever they want to do indefinitely because that's the moral right thing to do, right? Well, right? interesting. There's an update here. Biden has reversed course and will close gaps in areas of border wall. The hell you say? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, and you know, Biden said during the campaign he was going to cease all future wall construction. It's done. Vomit charge. The walls, evil. Walls are bad. Mm -hmm. Unless they're around my place. Um, but Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, the Dorcas, um, authorized the project that will close four massive gaps in the border wall in Arizona, which, by the way, has been decimated by the border crisis. Yes. So why would he do that? Well, could be that 
Biden may have made that a priority because vulnerable Senator Mark Kelly is up for re-election and the current political winds could make it very difficult for him to hold on to his seat. What? He might lose, so we better close that there. Okay. And this story was from Daily Wire. It says, of course, the development comes after Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott effectively told Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser to pound sand. Thursday afternoon after she complained that the border state was flooding her city with illegal uh, aliens. Yeah, Pound Sand is right. Yes. What are you supposed to do? Too bad, Muriel. You didn't care about what was happening in my state. You had no In my cities, you didn't care. Yep. You didn't care. Uh, I saw this. Now, this story's been around for a few days. The Today Show picked it up. The concert ticket controversy with Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster, gosh. It was reported the other day. Uh, because of their new dynamic pricing, that people were paying five grand for Springsteen tickets. Yeah, like what? Ticketmaster saying, "Hey, you get you know your StubHub's, your other your third parties out there, they're raising these prices. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just cut that out? We'll raise them ourselves. We'll have our own dynamic pricing." So the big question is, and you brought it up the other day, Scott, because you've been a Springsteen fan for a long time. Seen him live in concert a number of times. Yes. Hey, what does he say about this? Not a damn thing. No, but his manager did speak about it. Yes. I think he should be out there in front of the camera, pleading with Ticketmaster to knock it off, or pulling his business, saying Ticketmaster will not represent any place that has Ticketmaster. I'm not playing there. Make take a stand. Come on, working man. Come on, lunch pail Bruce. Do the right thing. <laughs> This manager said, in pricing tickets for this tour, we look carefully at what our peers have been doing. We chose prices that are lower than some and on par with others. Is that acceptable to you? No, it's not. $5,000 a ticket is not acceptable to me. No. Okay. Face value on his stuff, I think, is like the cheap seats are like 250 bucks or something. Said, so regardless of commentary about a modest number of tickets costing $1,000 or more, um, the average price for a concert stands at $250. Went on to say, I believe that in today's environment, that's a fair price to see someone universally regarded as among the very greatest artists of his generation. Wow. Everybody's got their own opinion. And shoot, if you want to go see Springsteen, go. You know, it'd be I've different, seen him though, before. if this guy I had a great time. didn't rail against capitalism all the time. Mm-hmm. And supposed to be the spokesman for the downtrodden and lost in America mm-hmm. while he's living in his gated community right. in New Jersey mm-hmm. and charging $5,000 to go see him live. Yeah. I mean, you fraud. You, he's, you're a fraud. <laughs> you, you are. Stand for something. You I mean, sound listen, hey, listen, Pearl Jam did it themselves, right? Oh, years ago. Yeah, when they went, hey, we're not doing this anymore. With Ticketmaster yeah. because it's somebody else getting the great seats. Right, and we're they were try screwing to do it. their fans, and they, they, they stepped up and did something about it. For a little while, be- until it became too much of a pain in the neck. Well, yeah, they wanted to really, they wanted to cash in, too. You know what the biggest thing is for me? With Honestly, yeah. with someone like that, or a number of other artists? I don't know, man. Years ago, when you went and saw them live, yeah. you remember how much it cost to go. Yeah. I mean, in the early days, we're dating ourselves. Yeah. And you're older than I. Yep. But I mean, 83, 84. I suppose the biggest tour in 84 was Van Halen. That was a $12 ticket. Okay. 
So now you're looking at 250 bucks a ticket. That's the average. Now, even if you take inflation into into account, it should be nowhere near that. Yeah, and I think what I'm trying to remember when I saw Springsteen in the early 90s, how much that cost. It couldn't have been over 35 bucks. And that's more in someone's prime. Sorry, dude. Springsteen's not in his prime. No, he's 72 it's, years old. Or a lot of bands that charge like 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. Once you've seen them in their prime, I, that's tough, man. Especially when you got a big screen TV. I know it's not the same. Everybody's different. It's not the same. And yeah. I, I still enjoy live music, but it's silly. Yeah. A uh, little controversy with Chick-fil-A. Happens all the time, doesn't it? Uh, they were asking for volunteers to help during busy times. This was a location in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Posted an ad on Facebook. Say, hey, we need volunteers who would be willing to help out during busy times. Now, you're not going to be paid, uh, but you'll get five free entrees per one-hour shift. Kind of like radio. <laughs> <laughs> when you're starting out? Yeah, setting up remote gear for food. When we started, it was beer. Well, yes. Um but they figure the chicken sandwiches like four bucks a piece. That's about twenty bucks, not bad. But the backlash was, hey, you're asking for free labor. Your owners are worth billions. You should afford to pay people. The thing is, people were complaining, but they had no problem getting a bunch of volunteers. Like I'm happy to do it. For so is it such a bad thing after all? Well, people are willing to do it. It's four sandwiches. That's value, right? Yeah. 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 What are they going to do? Yeah. What exactly is the big deal there? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but do we have a state of emergency because of monkeypox? No. We'll get to that and much more. Coming up right here. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Dana Lash congratulating KTSA on 100 years of service to San Antonio and South Texas. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, he's out. Back on Monday, there's Scott Robbins. Yeah, sir. President Trump, a lot of criticism for hosting the Saudi golf tournament. That's what it's being called. It's the Live Golf Tournament I saw, at Bedminster. I saw him teeing off last night. Yeah, he was in the Pro-Am yesterday. So a lot of players from the PGA Tour have gone to the Live Tour. It's been a big controversy if you haven't heard about that. But It was like 50 miles away from ground zero, correct? Yes. Yeah. So there's been a lot of criticism from families of 9-11 victims who are urging people to protest live golf and specifically this tournament. And so when asked about it, Trump said, well, yes, it's backed by Saudi money. But nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11, unfortunately, and they should have. And that's huge controversy. Why? Well, I think the people are saying, well, we know where the money came from, and it was Saudi Arabia. Right. Okay, is it just me? Anything else to do with Saudi Arabia over time hasn't gotten this much attention. I'm not not justifying it or not. I'm saying, okay, because this is Trump's place, 
It's been heightened. It's not that people in Portland earlier, like weeks ago now, before weeks ago, didn't protest. There were some protesters out there, but you didn't hear that level until it was at Trump's place, which I suppose you would. Yeah, which is natural. And he played in it, too. So, yes, he was there. So what do you think of that? Should he have stayed away from it or not? Uh, you know, the thing is, I don't think he cares. I don't think he sees anything wrong with it. Yeah. And I also think that there's a pile of money involved in it. Do you think there's anything wrong with it? Is it a bad look? It's not a great look. You know, I mean, I understand that the, the victims' families that were there, I understand how they'd be upset about that. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I probably would be, too, if it were me. I, it, it's just, but it's very Donald Trump in that it's kind of one of those things that you could have avoided it, but he's just not going to. I don't know, man. It feels to me like, and it's going to sound like I'm homering for Trump on this one. I've been critical of other things. It's that who do we hold accountable ever? It doesn't seem like a whole lot. Right. Are we holding China accountable for COVID? Do we hold China accountable for stealing our stuff constantly for years? I mean, it never ends. You can go country after no, country. I, no, Do we I, hold them accountable right. for A, B, or C? I agree. It's cherry-picked outrage. I get that. And at the same time, it was 9-11. Yeah. Yes. But there are so many companies across the United States that have Saudi money in those companies. Yeah. It does I mean, feel I, like it's cherry-picked a bit. I, re I really don't disagree with you. Um, but I'm also like, I mean, you know, again... He looks at it like, okay, fine. Why would they be upset with me? Why would they be? I think in the end, I don't think he's going to lose any of his support. No, I don't think. This. At this point in time, I don't think he could with whatever he does. San Francisco has called for a state of emergency because of surging monkeypox. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> Mayor London Breed said 261 people have been reported with monkeypox infections. Yeah. Okay, and we think it's going to grow. She also said, if there were any other community that was disproportionately impacted by monkeypox the way the gay community has been impacted, the whole country would be up in arms. There was a guy last night on Nightly News, I don't know if you saw it, in San Francisco, yeah. who found out the day before that he had COVID, next day breaks out and blisters, so he's got oh, monkeypox. He got them both within, like, Eesh. what are the odds? I mean, that guy should have enough natural immunity now to survive anything. <laughs> so in California, San Francisco and L.A. appear to be the two most worrisome hotbeds. Um, and it's the second highest number of reported cases in the nation after New York. Yeah. Most people are not fearing too much. Well, unless they have a reason to. Yes, like you're going to go to certain parties or have contact or you're going to have to stay late, just lay low for a while. A lot of people said, is that too hard for a while? Others would say, how dare you even suggest that? Well, yeah, I mean, but facts are facts. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. And I always ask the biggest story of the day, what is it to you so far? Well, that's a tough one today, isn't it? I mean, there's several to choose from. I would imagine the redefinition of the word recession is certainly out there again. And what would it mean with the Inflation Reduction Act? Right. If that's going to go in, they're saying there's going to be a vote on Monday. We've got 9.1% inflation. Wages certainly uh, don't keep up with the amount of inflation going on, so that's a stupid stat to bring up now. 
So we'll see where that goes. Well, we are in a recession, but we've redefined everything else. So, yeah, that's probably that's probably the one that everybody's going to be talking about because it impacts everybody. Remember when the big story was Will Smith slapping Chris Rock? Yeah. Will Smith has come out with an apology. That seemed like 50 years ago now. We'll get to that much more coming up. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Alex Stone, ABC News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to San Antonio and South Texas. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, off back on Monday. There's Scott Robbins. Yes, sir. Okay. Trying to make sense of it all. The Inflation Reduction Act. So what we're going to be looking at. It was Build Back Better, originally over $3 trillion, and then $1.7 somewhere in there, and now it's over $650 billion, and more than half of that on green energy. But that will reduce inflation. Okay. Somehow. Yes. You know, every time we talk about this, the words of Charles Payne keep rolling through my head. Yeah. From Fox Business, talking about this doesn't make sense. All right, this 15% corporate minimum tax, they're going to go after uh, wealthy hedge fund managers. We've heard that for 30 years. It ain't happening. Right. Uh, you know, so this, ironically, they call it a deficit reduction act. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as funny as the Affordable Health Care Act. Right? I mean, golly, I love the titles they come up with. What does it do the most damage to? <laughs> Right, exactly. No, he's right. And then just call it that. Yeah. Okay. Um, something making news today, and usually you'd be like, this is just some sort of you know entertainment story. But it is the big slap. Will Smith on Chris Rock. I hadn't thought about this for a month. Well, it's been a while, And then man. Will Smith popped back up. I'm almost forgetting. How long ago was that now? It was the Oscars. Yeah, okay. It's been a while. Yes. Um, Will Smith took issue with Chris Rock saying something about his wife and yes. decided to walk up on stage in front of everybody in the, in the audience and viewing and slap Chris Rock for what he said about his wife. Yes. At first you thought, is this some sort of staged, weird promotional thing? You didn't know what was going right. on. Right. The, the weirdest thing to me, even still, is the fact that it dominated conversations everywhere mm -hmm. for the better part of a week. Yeah. You know, it was that. I love you. G.I. Jane 2. Can't wait to see it. All right? That was the joke about the hair, of course. <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, wow. And that was it. I didn't realize until right now he called him Richard. Huh. Yeah, because that was the movie he was in. Right, I know. It's weird. I, I, I just now I just now heard that for the first time. Okay. Are you kidding me? No, I had wow. no idea. Okay, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, he smacked him right across the face. And still, Chris Rock, in my estimation, handled that the best way he could. I mean, yeah. Under pressure. Yeah, I mean. No doubt about it. You do stuff like that a few times, and you can expect the unexpected sometimes, but it's how you react to it. But getting slapped across the face is not a typo in your script. No. I mean, it, it's a little different. Will Smith has broken the silence on this now. 
Oh, yes. Wow. He's so he's gone through what three months of therapy now, and he's ready to talk about it. You know what? We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Because he does. He talks about reflecting on this for of a while. Of course he does. Yes. Um, but he shared this video on YouTube, mm-hmm. answering a bunch of questions that people had. Um, it it starts here. Why didn't you apologize to Chris in your acceptance speech? Um, I was fogged out by that point. All right, I'll get back to it in a second. What I really want more than anything, mm-hmm. Robbins, is your reaction to this apology and if you think it's going to work. Okay. okay. It's, 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 it's all fuzzy. I've reached out to Chris, um, and the, mes- the message that came back is that uh, he's not ready to talk, and when he is, he will reach out. Um, so I will, I will say to you, um, Chris, I apologize to you. Uh, my behavior was unacceptable, and I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. So what do you think of that? Is it good? Is it bad? I mean, it sounded sincere. It sounds like he really does want to talk to him and, and try to make amends. So you're buying it. Yeah, I mean, he offered up. He said he reached out to Chris. Chris hasn't called him back or the message yeah. he got back from mm-hmm. whomever is that he wasn't ready to talk about it yet, but whenever he's ready, phone's open, man. Right. Well, Chris would already know that, right? I would think. Yeah. So you're also out there to try to say, hey, I need to rehabilitate here because I care what everyone else thinks. Chris already knows that I'm sorry and I'd like to talk, but I want everybody else to know that I'm sorry and I'm waiting for Chris to call me. I think people didn't know that part of the story, though, and he wanted to get it out there that he has, in fact, reached out and he wants to clear it up and... I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. No, he. Well, I felt like he had to do it because people were probably wondering, "Hey, what's the deal, man?" Yeah, and uh, you know, there's some you know complexities in here too. I spent the last three months um, <laughs> replaying and understanding the nuances and and the complexities of what happened okay. in in that moment. Stop with the nuances and complexities. You don't like that. The, the woman you're married to is a nut. <laughs> okay? And and she drove you into some sort of madness that took place. It overwhelmed you. Well, yeah, and then later on, it came out when he was a kid, he didn't stand up for his mom, and he always felt like a coward for it. Right, her. and here we go with flashback to childhood this is the reason. You don't buy into that? No. That it has something to do with who you are today? You know, in the great words of the uh, wordsmith Don Henley, I'd like to find your inner child and kick its little ass. <laughs> okay. Next clip. Yes. It seemed like the Will Smith apology was going well with Robbins. Now we're teetering. But I can say to all of you, there is no part of me that thinks that was the right way to behave in that moment. There's no part of me that thinks that's the optimal way to handle a feeling of disrespect or or insults. Okay. What say you, Scott Robbins? I agree with that. You know, that probably is the wrong way to handle an insult and disrespect. They're really going out on a limb there. Exactly. But... 
the the funny thing about all this is when he said it, she grins, he grins, and then all of a sudden things go south. Well, she rolled her eyes. At one point, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but this is something. Listen, if you're a he guy. He smiled then, he saw the eye roll, and then that was it. If you're a guy in a situation like that and somebody takes a shot at your lady, you wait. You wait. And when it's all said and done, you 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 talk to your, you get him in the corner and go, hey, dude, not appreciated. That was way out of line. I want you to go over there and apologize to my lady right now. <laughs> all right, last clip. Yeah. I think it's one more question. What would you say to the people who looked up to you before the slap or people who expressed that you let them down? Hmm. Um, so there's two things. One, um, disappointing people is my central trauma. Um, I hate... Uh-oh, uh-oh! Now we got an eye roll See, here. See, then you start with this central trauma stuff. Get on with it, man. His mom was there. She was upset. Chris Rock's mom? Yeah. Yeah. And you put her through something you shouldn't have put her through. Central trauma. Okay. Sounds like a medical show on NBC. <laughs> Is my central trauma. Yeah. Um, I hate when I let people down. Um, so it it hurts uh, it hurts me psychologically and emotionally to know I didn't live up to uh, people's image and impression of me. And Okay. So what do you rank that overall, what you heard? As he's far a, as well, going on the apology tour. First of all, you have to understand that, that he's an actor. Yes. He's an actor. Sure. This sounded like he was reading lines for a movie. Yeah. Now, if is there sincerity involved in that? I suppose, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I have no reason to doubt it. It's not like he had to do this. But in one one thing, one hand, I think he did have to do this if he wants to work again. Yeah. I think we have some bets on this show, whether or not there's going to be a big movie released with him as the star within the next year. Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I, I, I don't. Do you think America still has it out for him or is it against him or thinks he's a jerk or? Again, I think it's still there are a lot of forgiving people. And if you handle it the right way and apologize, explain it, I think, yeah, he'll probably be fine. The only thing I don't think it would work for everybody, but I think it'll work for Will Smith. The only thing Hollywood missing from that, there was one glaring omission from this yeah. on the apology tour, is I've entered rehab. Well, he's done the reflecting. Yeah. There, what do you go to rehab for? Anger? Well, you have to say, I have an anger issue. I went into rehab to control it. I don't know that there is actual rehab. I think I've, you can rehab anger, can't you? You go to a rehab center for anger? I have a bunch of people in there yelling at each other. Yeah, and you try to figure Have you out. been to one? I haven't yet. Well, you would have been one of the, one of the number one people that yeah, should have yeah, gone I, five I years ago. very angry, yes. Or ten years uh, ago. But I, I, I don't know. Or, or he could say, well, you know. I don't know. It sounded, it sounded contrived, but at the same time, he's an actor. He can sell me anything, right? He sells soup. I mean, he can do anything. Okay, moving on. This, do you believe it? I think he was sorry once he realized what he actually did. I think in the moment, he was probably fogged. He, there's this rush of adrenaline, and you're just running on it. You can't think straight. He did what he did, and then later on, he probably realized, man, this is a lot bigger deal than I ever thought it would have been. And then he probably did do some soul searching. I mean, he talked about, you know, he apologized to Chris Rock's mom and part of it. 
and saw an interview with her, and of course she was hurt. So he's like, man, I didn't want to hurt her. You know, I realized this was really bad. And he's probably had to do some digging internally. I think the whole thing with the bill was so weird with the marriage and the way it's set up. I can't relate to it. So who knows? I can't either. I saw this story. I thought it was interesting. Dr. Simone Gold claimed this week, this was from Daily Wire, that the judge who sentenced her to 60 days behind bars for trespassing at the U.S. Capitol, January 6th, oh, gosh. once asked her out while they attended Stanford University Law School. She rebuffed him. What? Yes, isn't that wild? The medical doctor and lawyer spoke out against mainstream COVID narratives, alleged that U.S. District Court Judge Christopher Cooper showed personal bias at sentencing. And she said it's because of their past interactions. She said, I, too, am an attorney, and I know what proper uh, judicial temperament is, and this was not that. She said uh, Judge Cooper showed three episodes of personal animus toward her, saying that way back at Stanford, he asked her out for dinner. She rebuffed him because she wasn't interested. Hmm. And she thinks that has something to do. That he took out his pound of flesh there. Yeah, all these years later, he he rejected. He never forgot it. Yeah. Wow, I'm going to be keeping an eye on that. That's fascinating. Held that grudge forever. Ain't that something? Didn't go out with me. So maybe a little sentencing for you. So guess who's in charge now? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh. Oh man, no more green bottles of Sprite. Did you hear that? Because it's not green enough. I'm not joking. We get that news update. Oh, we got the Friday Five to get to. All on the way right here. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hi, this is Trey Ware celebrating 100 years of service on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. A well-deserved vacation back on Monday. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, man. Who do you believe in this? Um, China is threatening Taiwan in the United States. Yes. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. As you've probably heard. Um, man, you can't can't do away with the maiden. Um, I've been told that. Okay. So Nancy Pelosi is planning a trip to Taiwan. Been planning it since April. China says don't do it. You do that, you're playing with fire. Okay. It's a red line, can't cross it. So Biden and Xi Jinping, they're on the phone. And so you get one thing from Chinese state media, can't trust it. And then you get another thing from the White House. Can you really trust that either? Well, I don't know. One of the things that was asked was, hey, Did President Biden bring up, oh, I don't know, COVID at all? Because he said before that they've never really cooperated. And so, Green Jean-Pierre seemed to bristle um, at that question. I don't know why you would have to think it was coming, right? Like, prepared to answer that one? Or, you know, there were these other things that were going on. We're going to get to that, but just not ready to yet. I mean, you're wondering... But this was the question that was asked. Do you 
you said that the two presidents discussed health security. That's pretty vague. Um, did President Biden tell Xi to start cooperating in the investigations into the origin of COVID I'm that killed uh, at least a million Americans? Yes, no? I'm aware how many how many Americans uh, that COVID killed. So I'm very aware of that. The, clearly, the president uh, just dealt with a bout of COVID, and because of him and because of the work that he has done the last 18 months, uh, we are able to have a manageable uh, uh, process with treatment. And did. He asked him about Where, it. Where's the answer to the question? That if you're asked? vaccinated, if you're fully boosted, you're able to manage um, uh, uh, COVID. And I, also, I just want to remind you, since you brought this up, when the president walked in into the administration, 3,000 people were dying a day. <laughs> okay. And she just goes on and on and on for another 30 seconds. Uh, we were, and again, we were given a disjointed response. What? So that's the first thing I want to say. Say, I am just not going to go beyond what I just laid out. So that's not the answer to my question. No. Last August, the president said in a statement that the Chinese have not been cooperating. Uh, we're yeah. going on a year now. And I just said that. And I just said that. Yeah, you also said that, but you, you can't tell us whether or not the president pressed Xi to be more cooperative. I'm just not going beyond. I am not going to go beyond uh, the readout that I just gave you. Yeah. In other words, no, he didn't. Just say no. Quit wasting everyone's time. So frustrating. I feel like you're insane. It's like I heard the question, then I heard an answer to another qu- a question that wasn't even asked. Yes. And, yeah, okay. All right. I know. It's very frustrating. God, okay. Bad at your job? Yes. Oh, I mentioned real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Sprite no longer sold in green bottles. That's because it's not green enough. It's going to be in clear plastic bottles because the green bottles, again, are recyclable, but there's additives in the plastic. Can't have it. We got to get you set up for the Friday Five. Okay. Well, there's been a heat wave in different parts of the country. Yes, you sir. had the idea. How about sun or sunshine in the title of a song? Greatest Ooh. of all time. Good stuff there. Sun or sunshine. All right. Yes. Wow, it's a great list too. Yeah. It's our Friday Five. Greatest songs of sun or sunshine. News, traffic it off and next. weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. A well-deserved vacation back next week. There's Scott Robbins. It's Friday. That means our countdown to Friday 5. What in the world was that? Is that a studio audience they let in? Uh, maybe. Hey, welcome to the party. we got to kick this thing off. This is how we do it. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Okay, so we're Friday Five. It's our countdown. We do it every Friday at this time. Yes, sir. Robbins had the idea yesterday. It's been a heat wave all across the United States, different parts of the country. Yeah. What about songs with sun or sunshine yeah, in the title? a lot of sun been going on, man. 
I know we've done songs with sun, but not combined them. And for those of you in the flood plains, by the way, you probably don't understand that at all. But oh man, sad story. Yeah, really Kentucky. terrible. Yeah, in Vegas, in Nevada. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, but our countdown today is sun or sunshine in the title, and as always, and today it's just Robbins and I voting on this. Yeah, that's right. Just the two of us. David doesn't get a chance to screw it up. Well, okay. Some would argue you screwed this up on your own. We'll get to what is number one through five, but we go by how big a hit is it or how iconic is the song? Does it stand the test of time? And then how much do you personally like it? That's right. Put it all together and we have our five. First up today. Oh, the number should give you that. Yeah. 210-619-2053. Mike in Minnesota up first. Hello, Mike. Mike? Yeah. Yeah, Mike. Go right ahead, buddy. What yeah. you thinking? Yeah. Yeah, love your show. Sunshine Superman by Donovan. Oh, yeah. Good call, man. Yes. Do you have me down, Scott? I don't know what's going on. Why were you trying to block Donovan out, Scott? I think when I heard something, I just started flipping, pushing stuff down. Did you go monkey buttons? I might have a little bit, yes. Oh, my goodness. We have monkey pox. Robbins has got monkey, monkey buttons again. I got monkey buttons. Yes, Donovan very was... Very not contagious, though. Honorable mention. I'll tell you right now, and a trick in the book, and I'll Don't stop my groove, man. There you go. But just out of the five. Didn't quite make it. Who is that on guitar? Jimmy Page. Is it really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. I didn't know that. There you go. Thank you, Casey. No problem. I'm here to help. All right, who's up next? Billy in Portland. Hello, Billy. Billy? Billy, 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 Billy. What's up, Billy? Hey, Billy. Hey, man, how How are you? Good. Great. Great Great to hear from you, man. Hey, Hey, I got a question. You think Biden has his name on the back of his belt so when he pulls his head out he knows what his name is it's <laughs> <laughs> a good call man i'm just saying yeah hey, you got so, today, uh, i'm thinking uh sunshine of your love by cream cream yeah billy i think you're gonna have a great weekend buddy one what one casey's helping out today i've been waiting <laughs> that's so your number one long. That was a big hit. In the sunshine of your love. Test of time. And I think this is a song we both love. Yeah. The other thing is you were playing the live version of this yesterday that was even better. I wasn't playing the live cream version. Who, what, what, was it, what was it? Jack Bruce? No. Oh. Zach Wilde. It was really good. From Ozzy's band. Really yes, good. He, yeah. He was Zach in front Wilde of like, sounds a lot like Jack Bruce. Zach Wilde. Did I say Jack Wilde? Yes. Oh, that's, Are you combining him with Jack White? I think Jack Wilde, the... Uh... <laughs> you get Zach Wilde and Jack, Jack White Wilde. on tour together. That yeah. would be incredible. The Jack Wilde tour. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> There's so many great covers of this out there. It's just a great song. That's a good number one right there. That is a good number one. All right, let's go to Johnny, Salina, Kansas. Hello, Johnny. 
Happy Friday, brothers. <laughs> hey, Johnny. Johnny, I missed it's you, man. Been a minute now. Yes, hey, it has. You guys. Hey, it's not my fault, though. I got reincarnated there for a minute. I was uh, giving up to one of these uh, Ruth Sinus ladies, and, well, long story short, I'm back in heaven. I don't know what happened there, but I'm not happy about it. So, anyway, I missed you guys a lot. Yeah, I've been real busy doing that baby stuff, but, you know, it is yeah. how it is. But I got a song for you guys, and just to kind of play up that uh, that last color there, kind of how it looks uh, where Biden's head is all the time. We're gonna go with Bill Withers. Ain't no sunshine. <laughs> Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. This is a test of timer. It's warm when she's away. That is a heart wrenching tune, no man. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away You know, Robin, you watch a lot of the American Idol-type shows. Mm -hmm. Don't they do that once a season, that song, it seems like? Yeah, that one, Lean On Me. Yes. I mean, Bill Withers' Lovely Day is a great song. I mean, I could hear that every day, too. Songs with Sun or Sunshine in the title is the top... Five, the Friday five for today. All right, we already got number one with Cream. Still looking for two, three, four, and five. Okay, up next, Kevin in Amarillo. Hello, Kevin. Well, good afternoon, guys. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for checking in, man. Yeah, absolutely. This is part of my day off, Friday day off regimen to call in for the Friday five. So, oh, thanks, uh, that man. Last caller, and you're welcome. You guys are awesome. Love it every week. Uh, that last song, the Bill Withers song, little trivia question. How many times did he sing, I know, I know, I know, I know? Closest two wins? That was in Using Me, right? Use Me? <laughs> the song? Uh, and I know, I know, no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Hey, won't leave the young thing alone. Yeah. 20? I was going to go with 23. I was going to say 28. <laughs> it's all right. 26, all right. my friend. I know okay, my pick one. would be uh, Stevie Wonder, Sunshine of My Life. Dude, great call. And this was outside of the top five because Robbins didn't have it. You know, I wanted to. Just a beautiful, heartfelt song. So well produced. Okay, that was a huge hit. And we both agreed there was at least a seven for Tessa Time. But your personal like just wasn't up there. I like it. It's not my favorite Stevie Wonder song. I don't dislike it. Okay. Hey, yeah. All right. Songs with Sun or Sunshine. Oh, you know who we got to go to? She comes in here with a wrecking ball whenever she gets through. Yeah. Mary in Delaware. Hello, Mary. Hello, guys. How's it going? It's going great. Great to hear from you. You've been on a roll. I know, and mine was taken already, so I, uh, we'll see how this goes. But I'm actually walking on the beach right now in Fenwick, where we found you guys two years ago. So we've been listening for two years straight now. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Good for you. Yeah, we found you on the beach. <laughs> but my song, I know, my song is Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. Yes. Great call. And I'll tell you why. Because that's our number five on the strength of Robin. 
know how it feels. Yeah, you. Yes, it does. Okay. You said this was a huge hit. Yeah. It made it to number nine. The top ten record, yeah. Is, it, is that a huge hit? I would consider it a huge hit, yeah. It was top ten record. I it thought something that was like time. number one for four weeks is no, a huge... Okay, all right. You know, but... But you had it in your five. You had it all the way up at number four, which was good enough to get it number five. Right. It play, it's played at ballparks around the country. Is that how we're measuring now? Well, I test a timer, yeah. I mean, it stands the test of time. I hear it at ballparks. I hear it on the radio, too. Okay. I, I know you don't, you don't have to like it. I mean, that's fine. You don't like it. You don't like songs that are feel good or are positive. What are you talking that's, about? All right, you like I your, like a lot of those songs. It's your, that's not my thing, your, and I would I don't think I listen to a station that would play it. Your dark songs that you, you listen to. You have more feminine taste in music. It's a, I, okay. I came, I came from Top Forty Radio, and I'll be damned if I'm going to let you do this to me. No. Let's go to Uncle Schultz okay. in Gresham. All right, Uncle Schultz. Yeah. Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome to the open-air mental asylum, which is Portland, Oregon. I'm going to go with <laughs> Black Hole Sun Soundgarden. by Soundgarden. Yeah. Well, that would be really cool. That should be there, right? Black Hole Sun? That should be in the top five, right? I don't know. Should it? You well, tell me. Th- here's the cliffhanger, okay? You don't have the clip. Here- oh, no, oh, I have okay. the clip. All right. I have the clip. No, would it make the top five or not? This is all I can say. Oh. Somebody had it in the top five. Mm. Somebody didn't. Right. There's always walking on sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have the answer to that and the rest of the Friday Five straight ahead right here. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp is out today. He's back next week. There's Scott Robbins. Got the Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three stories of the day. News update in the next 15 minutes. Doing the Friday Five Songs with Sun or Sunshine in the title. And Black Hole Sun was an honorable mention from Soundgarden. I had it. Scott did not. Because he had Katrina in the way. Yeah, more of a test of time than this one. Oh my goodness. This is multi-format smash, man. Wow. Have you ever heard the isolated vocals on that, by the way? Yes, I guess it's no Katrina in the way, so. I love that song. I love that oh, band. I'm sure you do. Didn't make it. I guess I'm sure I do. I do. You know what my favorite is? I'm going down a rabbit hole. Give me 15 seconds. What? The Temple of the Dog, the isolated vocal. Yeah. Hunger Sh- Holy smokes. It's Great in, song. It, it's in... Yeah, I don't mind stealing bread. I don't mind stealing bread. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Have a seat, Eddie. I would love to be able to sing like that. Okay, we got to get back to it. Who's next? Woody in Vancouver. Woody! Hello, Woody. Woody. 
Hey guys, love your show. Thanks, Woody. uh, Hey guys, love your show. I unknowingly gave uh, Mrs. Woody COVID recently. We're both hoping that it doesn't turn into uh, cases of long COVID, but we're we know for a fact that I won't be unknowingly giving her schlong COVID. (laughs) (laughs) That's good news. Schlong COVID. Yes, the new name for monkeypox. I know. Yes. So what you thinking today, Woody? My song, Garth Brooks, Ain't Going Down Till the Sun Comes Up. Oh, yeah. Robin's just mocking Garth Brooks right now in the studio. How dare you? It's not for me. I don't get it. But hey, whatever. It's, you, you don't like upbeat stuff, fun stuff? No, I, what do you mean I don't like fun stuff? What does that mean? I like Katrina and the way you hate it. <laughs> That's I'd rather hear Garth than that's just you me. Get. All right, let's get to Lee in Tennessee. Hello, Lee. Lee? Lee. Lee. Yes. Okay, buddy. What you thinking, what you buddy? How's it going? Good. All right, so never can go wrong with the Beatles. Here comes the sun. Oh, yeah. Good job, Lee. Here comes the sun. Number four. Here comes the sun. Based on Rob. The most streamed Beatles song. That's wild, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. I don't think a lot of people would guess that. Yes. That's what I walked my daughter down the aisle to. Her pick. I was there. Yeah. Okay, what you would have chosen Black Hole Sun. That would have been way cooler. We could have walked down to Rusty Cage. Okay, we still got to get to number two and number three. All right, and up next is John in Connecticut. Hello, John. How you doing, gentlemen? Happy Friday. You too, John. Thanks for checking in, as always. Always a pleasure. So I got a fundraising letter from Al Gore, and it said, if you don't give money to my latest green initiative, then this is your future. Walking on the sun. (laughs) Smash mouth. (laughs) Here's another example of you hating fun. This is fun. You don't like it. No. Why? I don't know. Man, oh man. I get it. (laughs) All right, let's check in with Tom and Eugene. Hey, Tom. Yeah. What you thinking? Song with Sun or Sunshine? Well, I've got a song here that I thought would be the first one out of the box. Yes. Uh, House of the Rising Sun. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I got to admit, that just missed it. And we should probably play number two and number three. And I don't know. It might be a surprise. Some people did. I didn't know this before yesterday, but what's in at number three is a song that we both love um, that I didn't know. Um, and I don't know if I could have said I loved it when I was younger, but over time, I've grown to love it more and more. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sunshine on my shoulder. You know, I'm sorry, but the dude wrote some good songs. He wrote some great songs. And yeah, I suppose you get a little older, you think about your kids when they were little, and then you start weeping uncontrollably. I'm just kidding, I'm not crying. 
Um, but that made number three. And then number two, all right, and save your jokes. That was a huge hit. And a big test of time. So even though Robin's kind of screwed it up, still a great Friday Five with Sun or Sunshine. It's a great show. Yes. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. And before we get to your big trifecta, your top three stories of the day. Yeah. What do you think the big story of today is? Yeah, there's several to choose from, but I got a feeling it's still going to be the economy. And it's going to be the fact that the White House is telling us, although we are in a recession, by any definition over the last 50 years, we're not in one. That's up there. And then there's... The gaslighting the, is unbelievable. The flooding. Well, that's In too, Kentucky. Yeah, that's really terrible. I mean, and some of the images you're more. seeing. Well, man. not only Kentucky, but Nevada, Missouri. I mean, it's... It's a bad deal, man. Yeah, all over the place, but especially Kentucky with loss of life, and they're expecting the numbers then to also go up. Yeah. But you have a different set of stories for your top three of the day, your trifecta. You'll get to that and a news update next. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. The millennial David Van Camp off this week, back next week. And the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay. This thing with China and the United States seems to be elevating in a hurry. Nancy Pelosi has talked about visiting Taiwan. Has been since April. That's right. Still planning to do that. Yeah. She is visiting different parts of Asia. Mm Mm-hmm. And so there was a call yesterday between the Chinese president and president of the United States. And apparently the two sides are completely disagreeing on what was talked about. I don't know if you've heard that part of the story. But how it goes is this. The White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, said, well, the president, you know, Joe Biden, he absolutely brought up forced labor. Yeah. What? You don't think he no, that he did? I don't. But anyway, go ahead. Said that he he brought it up. Okay, he did. The Uyghur Muslims brought that stuff up. Human rights abuses. Uh, China saying absolutely not. That did not come up. Okay, that's a lie. And then when Pelosi is saying she's still planning on going. And this is probably the big update. Uh, China's saying, um, we may have to shoot that plane down. Oh, God. (laughs) See. No, that's a lot of safer rattling. I know, but. I understand that. You think that's real? You know, well, I certainly hope not. I mean, I don't like any of this. No, I don't. I don't like any of it. Um, I, was this some sort of fact-finding peace mission? Don't get a show Olive that Taiwan. Hey, we yes, we support sort of you. Be the highest-ranking United States official. Her, though she had planned on it. I don't yeah, know. I got a nice Taiwanese dress barn she can go to. <laughs> uh, the statement um, says if U.S. fighter jets escort Nancy Pelosi's plane into Taiwan, it's an invasion. 
Yeah. Um, that would mean they would have the right to forcibly dispel Pelosi's plane and the U.S. fighter jets, including firing warning shots and making tactical movement of obstruction. If ineffective, then shoot them down. God dang. I think it's just a bunch of saber rattling. And it may very well be. But that stuff I know can make you a little nervous. Well, it does I mean, it makes because a lot of people just nervous. the uneasiness of what's who's running this country right now. I understand, but and they I know cannot they can stand. get one over on him whenever they want. Listen, when we have an official from the United States saying they're going to visit Taiwan, and China says, "No, you're not." That's get, a red line. No, no, who? No. Shut up. I know. I mean, I get what you're saying. Yes. No, I don't care for Pelosi, but no, China doesn't tell us what to do. Well, Are you ready for your big three? Gazillion dollars in military tied up in Ukraine right now. Yeah. Anyway, getting spread thin a so little bit. So we need another one. Yeah. All right, roll out the yeah, trifecta. Let's do, let's do this. Are you ready? One, one two, three. Oh, it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Do it every day at this time. Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day. Yeah. The trifecta always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, Casey. It's Friday, buddy. Good. <laughs> I know. Isn't that great? Yeah. He says that every day. I'm ready. Okay. okay. Three. A uh, Texas store clerk fought back against a robber. Robber comes in, attacks her with a knife. She pulls out the gun, shoots him multiple times, landing him in the hospital. Beaumont, Texas police get a call about a robbery in progress in the Everest Food Mart. Okay. 11.30 at night. Police get there on the scene. And they were told that the store clerk shot the guy multiple times. Police arrived at the store within minutes after they received the call. Officers said the station's uh, crew at the scene. Store clerk called and said a guy entered the store with a knife, robbed her. And as he was leaving, she pulled out the gun and blasted away. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly right. And they said Officer Morrow emphasized the, the station that the crime victims have a right to defend themselves. And in this case, she was. The guy with a knife, 62-year-old William Coleman, was taken to an area hospital for treatment for serious injuries, like five or six bullet holes in him. He was later charged with aggravated robbery. Lucky to be alive. He's very lucky to be alive. I just bring this up because sometimes you got to find the story... Good guy with gun stops bad guy with knife in this case. Yes. The countdown doesn't stop till we reach the top. That's right. <laughs> Scott Robbins tries to right, buddy. top three stories of the day. Two. Okay. Uh, Joe Biden tells a rambling story and then turns to the camera and asks really the ultimate question that should be asked about the entire tenure of Joe Biden as president. But anyway, uh, he talked about the latest economic news, but he denied the country has gone into recession. Yes. Uh, he's trying to convince us that actually we're doing very well, thanks to him. And this is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. And after we get done playing this, I want to ask you if you were the recipient of what Joe said he sent you. No. Because I don't know anyone who is, but anyway. I can already tell you that. But I, it, I know. It, this just meanders. One of the things that I find is... Yeah? I, I look at, and I take it very seriously, the... The, the confidence level of the American people in the economy, and they're so down, and they're looking 
there's reason to be down, but I, th- I started thinking about it. Okay, so, so far, there's reason to be down. That's what he said, right? That's what he said. But then he started thinking. Okay. And Brian, and you and I talked about it just a little bit. You know, the first year, we were able to, with the, uh, with the rescue plan, we were able to send them a check for eight grand. I mean, a check. One and beyond that, by the way, there's more than that. But with your mate, if you what eight grand, send eight a grand check. for where? For when did you get your eight thousand dollars? Because I didn't. You'd have to have a lot of child tax credits, but that was just like a loaner. But Joe Biden sent me a check for no. eight grand. No, not not me. He didn't no. But with your mate, if you're making a hundred and twenty grand, nice, and you get a check for eight grand, that's a lot of money. And so it helped save a lot of people in terms of getting thrown out of their homes and. Uh, and, and, and rental housing and a whole range of things. But I started thinking of Well, you suspended rent. You didn't need the eight grand, but, the, but you didn't get eight grand anyway. But I started thinking about it just as, a, you know, somebody who's raised a middle-class kid. One year, even though you didn't have the job you have now, even though you didn't get a raise that year, the difference between having a job having a 5% raise or whatever, three, five, seven, whatever it happens to be, in the face of inflation, price of the pump, although that's down every day so far. But, you know, it's like, whoa. <laughs> we still got a little ways to go. I, I, yeah. Whoa. Okay. I feel worse off. But then again, yeah. I didn't get a check for eight grand from the government. They just, among other things. Does that make any sense to anybody, or is it just me? No, it's not just you. It doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense. Not one iota of sense was made right there. None. If you're visiting Grandpa, and he has that take, and then says, does that make any sense? You'd say, yeah, well, yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, wouldn't have been like it was back then, like when you were a kid. Now let's watch Animal Planet, Grandpa, and have dinner. Yeah, and then you just kind of change the topic well, and yeah, go on because you don't on. know what he meant. What? Right, you're throwing the bone here. Yes. But this is the president. Yes. That's the problem. Thank you for sharing that. That was really nice. Want another one? Well, yeah, we're not done yet. Yes, it's the Scott Robbins trifecta, the top three stories of the day. And finally, yeah. one. Well, I thought I would follow that up with this story. More than 50 members of Congress are demanding Joe Biden take a cognitive test. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, they want him to take a test, and they want it done now. We need to see if you can successfully execute the duties of the presidency. Did this start with Ronnie Jackson? Yes. Okay, I thought so. This well, Ronnie Jackson said it first. He's a doctor. Like, hey, man, <laughs> this guy should take a test. Well, yes. 66% of voters believe that you should, in fact, Joe, take the test. 56% of voters are not confident that you are physically and mentally fit. Um, no one not, not done that. The history books will note it. <laughs> if I don't get to hear true and dash double the pressure, I'll be disappointed. 64... True and dash double the pressure. Thank you. That's my favorite. That's my new word. Yeah. 60... Open his governor and when he be pre-K. He's fine. He's... I mean, uh, imagine if... Yeah. Starting the grambler. 64% of voters believe that, Joe, you have shown signs that you're just too damn old to execute the duties of the presidency. What do you mean? 
excuse me. And uh, what am I doing here? Only 33% approve of the job you have done as president, and most of them think you're just mentally unfit. Now, the we pro- need more m- mental health workers. Right, that's, that's if well, we just had more mental health, health workers. workers yes. up. Uh, the problem is this. If you take that cognitive test and you fail, then what? It's Kamala. Oh, dear God. What, do you want him to just quit? Like he did on this sentence? If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. Yeah, so, let me say for the record, it, this weekend, I sincerely hope all of you have a true and detached stomach of pressure. And there you have it. And that's Thank the you. Scott Robbins trifecta. I don't know what that includes, but it sounds like fun, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, of course it does. You and me, honey, we're going to have ourselves a little true and detached stomach of pressure. Uh, the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three stories of the day, every day at this time. Okay, news update to get to. Oh, and the Friday round of Nimrods in the News, straight ahead. It's really been an honor for me. See you, buddy. Goodbye. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. A well-deserved vacation this week. Back next week, yep. there's Scott Robbins. Boy, this is interesting. I saw this story. So the left, Democrats, have been saying abortion's on the ballot this fall. Yeah, well, it is. Rose on the ballot. Yeah. Uh, from some polling, some who support Roe may not show up to vote. Yeah, I saw that. It's a very low turnout hmm. probability. Well, there are some people on the left that are fed up with the Democrats, saying you've been talking about this for years. You could have made sure this didn't happen. You didn't do it. This could have been codified under a number of Democrat administrations, yes. Who knows? That'll be uh, very interesting to watch. Um, Good news for the bald. don't know if you heard this story. The what? The bald. Oh, okay. That'd be you and I. I'm listening. Well, I've got a few wispy tufts still on you top. Do. They, yeah, you do. A little bit. But it's pretty much bald. Baby chicken hair. Yeah. yeah. Researchers may have found the key to treating baldness. Do you uh, believe this? No. You've heard it too many times. They've been swindling the bald <laughs> for years now. <laughs> uh, the story says, I read the whole thing, scientists have discovered a single chemical in hair follicles that controls when cells divide and when they die. So they're saying, with this knowledge... They could cure baldness, and they could also find a process to speed up wound healing. Well, that would be good. Yes. Um, I, w- I wouldn't hold out for that. The I wound think. healing or the baldness? And the baldness. I've been talking about it for a long time. Every time I bring up a story like this, you're like, I don't buy it anymore. No, I don't believe any of this stuff. I've, I've listened. Cow- remember the cows licking your head was supposed to spur growth? That was the first one that I remember. Are you joking? No, I'm not joking. I do not remember that at all. The roughness of the cow's tongue would uh, somehow, your hair would start growing again. Like sandpaper? Yeah, so people were putting their heads down and letting the cows lick their heads. Did you do it? No, I didn't do it, (laughs) because I knew it wasn't going to work. Well, you tried some other methods. Well, the rug thing, yeah. 
Yes. Well, it's a test of your real hair. I don't hardly don't have any real hair. It looks ridiculous. You don't think there's maybe you just went to a bad one one no, time? No, I do. There, no, the guy opened the drawer. He had many samples for me. Starts putting stuff on my head. It looks like I did. It looked like an animal died on my head. <laughs> like I can't go out like this. I bet if you went to a place that was really good at it, you w- it would probably look really good. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to. I'm going to go ahead and take it like a man. Okay. And you've got a lot of women. Well, I like bald guys. <laughs> you really don't, but that's okay. We appreciate the sentiment, so thank you. Maybe they do. Hmm. If you want good news before we get to Nimrods, I'll yeah. tell you this. Many times before, when you've talked about vacation, I don't, I don't have anything to do. I don't even know where I'd want to go. Right. Maybe road trip to Wisconsin. You know why? No. There's a cat figurine museum there. Oh, nice. Spelled M-E-W-S-E-U-M. Museum. Got it. Yeah. So it's like cat ashtrays and banners. and. Well, they talk to the people that have this. It's inside their home. How many different items they had. If you don't know, Robbins is a big fan of cats, and he's got a couple he loves them. I got to leave something in my life. Why not be in the Guinness Book of World Records? It's just the Cat Figurine Museum on the surface. But when you get down to it, it's all part of somebody's life. It's not just cat figurines. It's them, essentially. My goal is to hopefully move all of this into a coffee shop where we can have adoptable cats so visitors can come have a cup of coffee, hopefully bring home a cat. This is all we do. This museum has taken over my life. There you go, man. There's your people. Well, I don't know about that. Well, what do you mean? You're a big cat person. They're obviously I, cat people. I love my cats, yes. So th- isn't that an idea? I have Making no interest friends? in going to a cat museum. No. Okay. It was just an idea. You want to get the Nimrods then now? Yeah, I'd rather do that. Yeah. Okay. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. We start in Vegas. There's crazy flooding last night today. Um... Well, for our friends in Vegas, you already know this story, or you might know it. 27-year-old woman, Angela Sharp, went to Costco, um, ran out with a shopping cart full of Red Bull. Multiple cases, more than $100 worth. So she ran to a getaway car. Her and her male accomplice loaded the Red Bull in, sped off. Employee calls police, said the same two people sold Red Bull the previous week. That time, it was more than two dozen cases. Whoa. Worth over $2,500. So... The cops finally caught up with them. Car was spotted. And then it was a high-speed chase over 100 miles an hour. Lasted like 15 minutes. They finally pulled over. Stole police. I did it because I'm addicted to Red Bull. Yeah. Okay. Hard to put cuffs on them when they're vibrating. <laughs> a lot of trouble now, and that's yeah. Nimrods in the news.